I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow, mixed with tequila and wine on an empty stomach. What happened in Uvalde is a horrific tragedy that cannot be tolerated uh, in the state of Texas. The shooter was uh, Salvador Romas, an 18-year-old male who resided in Uvalde. It's believed that he abandoned his vehicle and entered into the Robb Elementary School in Uvalde with, with a handgun, and he may have also had a rifle. He shot and killed horrifically, incomprehensibly, 14 students and killed a teacher. He himself is deceased. It's believed that responding officers killed him. It appears that two responding officers were struck by rounds, but have no serious injuries. We're in the process of obtaining detailed background information on the subject, his motive, the types of weapons used, the legal authority to possess them, and conduct a comprehensive crime scene investigation and reconstruction, and identify and interview all witnesses and provide victim services and other support as needed. Well, here we go again, everybody. Here we go one more time. One more time with a classroom of children completely innocently and nonsensically executed by a mentally ill person who had access to weapons. Fuck. And you want to know what the hardest part about watching all this unfold yesterday was? I had seen that it was going on. And I hopped on to, uh, I hopped onto the you know the the five o'clock newscast at I don't know it must have been about five twenty five maybe. Turn on ABC. They're doing some story, you know, some local story, whatever it might be, some company that might be closing another tragedy. Turn it over to uh, CBS. CBS ain't covering it. Turn on to NBC. They got a little thing on the ticker about it. But that's it. 19 kids, two adults. Massacred. And news ain't covering it. So I go to, I turn it on to Fox News. Fox News got somebody out there. I turn it on to... CNBC, CNBC's got somebody live remote. Trying to HLN, HLN's doing a live hit, but none of the networks, none of the networks. We've gotten to the place where this type of shit is so commonplace that the three biggest news sources, ABC, CBS, NBC, don't even cover it on their fucking five o'clock news. They leave it for network news. Excuse me. They leave it for cable news to be able to. That was the part that hit me the most is that you read it. And if when Columbine happened, the fucking world stopped. When Sandy Hook happened, time stood still. When this shit happened, people read it, gasped. And then went right the fuck on to doing whatever they were doing. 
that was the hardest part yesterday. Watching, watching everybody be so tone deaf. Not mention it, not talk about it. It felt weird. It felt like, yeah, old hats. We've done this. We know what's going to happen. And, the, you know, the time when people are like, we need change. We got to have change, everybody. Yeah, fuck yeah, we do. Absolutely, we do. But if we can allow for Sandy Hook to happen and then don't do shit about it, that's the tough, that's the tough part. Is that regardless of what happens after Sandy Hook, regardless of what happens after this, regardless of what happens after the next one, ain't shit going to change. Ain't going to change. Nothing's going to be different. It's going to be the same old. You elect these people into power. You, ex you would expect for them to want to make change regardless of what their outcomes might be in the next election, but it doesn't happen. Here we sit once again. Fuck, dude. That's the hardest part about it. That's the... I, I was thinking about it yesterday. I wonder if if Columbine would have never happened, where we'd be at. Because we used to see some of this stuff every once in a while. You would see the Hollywood bank robbers, the dude who were dudes who were wearing, you know, two feet of Kevlar walking around. I mean, it was a fucking shootout with police. Google the Hollywood bank robbers. And watch that shit unfold. Because that was insanity. Insanity. But after it happened, we didn't see copycats. And then Columbine goes down. And the next thing you know, we are, uh, we're watching a lot of this goddamn happen. It's fucking, dude. It's, it's awful, man. It was so hard to watch yesterday. And I'm watching, you know... I'm watching friends of mine and I'm watching people that I, I follow in either comedy or musicians or, and I'm watching everybody just post about life, just kind of keep going. And I'm like, are you, do you fuckers not see what is happening? Nothing, nothing. You just keep blowing right past all of it, huh? Fucking A, man. That's where we're at. I don't know. It felt awful to sit and watch. Let's take a look at the live feed. Scooter, the world has grown so cold. It's so incredibly sad. That, yeah. The fact that all three major networks didn't have live hits going on continuously. Why they didn't have somebody out there the entire time. They left that shit for cable news. That was the thing that really struck me is that you got the three biggest networks in America. They start out their newscast with our top story, tragedy in Texas. And fucking moving right on, man. Moving right on. They do the story. They do a tertiary story about it. And then that's it. That's it. We'll get you more details as they come. And then they move right on to the next thing. Because that is how desensitized we have become to all of it, man. Last night... I caught a little bit, not the entire thing, but I caught a little bit of President Biden speaking on the tragedy. I had hoped when I became president, I would not have to do this again. Another massacre, Uvalde, Texas, an elementary school, beautiful, innocent, 
second, third, fourth graders, and how many scores of little children who witnessed what happened see their friends die as if they're on a battlefield, for God's sake. They'll live with it the rest of their lives. Yeah. As I, as I listened to that yesterday, I was like, all right, let's go back and watch the tape of every other fucking president, starting with Bill Clinton, who's had to deal with this shit and go, it's tragedy. We got to make change. Well, let me be the first. We're going to make change. And fucking ain't shit different. Nothing's different. Here we are again. Same fucking predicament, man. Same predicament. A friend of mine, Ethan Yashaya, who is a, uh, a comedian in town, is a school bus driver. And last night I was with him at a house of comedy. And for him and I, it's all we talked about. I mean, maybe it's because he's got like a connection to school age children and, you know, me having a 14 year old. I just kind of felt like every other person that we knew who was like 23 years old was just like fucking moving on. Just going to keep scrolling. Don't give a shit. That was the hard part to watch. Let's say what's up to the live feed here for just a second. Uh, Anna, I work in the ER every day. We have to see victims of gun violence. I don't understand how people can just look away. Yeah. We heard gunshots downtown, uh, many, just south of downtown, Eat Street, Nicolet. Heard gunshots one night. Everybody at the tables picked up. They looked around, sat there for a second. We all kind of stared at each other. And within six seconds, you can hear the clanks of forks and knives going right back to the plate. Nobody gives a shit anymore. Olena, I don't understand why anyone needs to own an assault rifle, let alone two of them. I agree with that. Most of the tragedies, though, do come from handguns, shotguns. It is, it's, that's a lot of goddamn power to give a human being, isn't it? It's a lot. All it takes is for you to get angry and upset about one small thing and all you got to do is pick up that that handgun pull that trigger and fucking it's over that's all it takes that's a lot of god that's why we don't want crazy people with fucking nukes this is on a small scale but it's the same scenario crazy people with weapons fucking equals bad shit gracie it's so sad that we have to have active shooter drills at work in schools i can't even believe that that's a thing what the fuck man that's the thing that just fucking blows my mind. Tara, does anyone have a plan to fix it? No. That's the other fucking problem. The, the big plan is what Australia did. Australia had one active shooter situation and they went, fuck it, no more guns. No more guns. You guys are done. No more, done. No more guns. Took them all away. Never had another fucking massive shooting ever again. But we got two in under 10 days. And ain't nothing going to change. Ain't nothing going to change. You want some of this shit to change, man? Why is it that everybody who feels like they need to go fucking talk to a therapist doesn't go because they can't afford it? Make that shit free. How about that? How about legalize abortion so that we don't put fucking kids in predicaments that end up in poverty that end up turning out to be children who commit violent crimes? How about that, you fucking assholes? That's the part that is so fucking frustrating. Smelt my guns down. Make a fucking chain wallet out of them. Who cares? It doesn't change anything. We're going to get parents to stand outside the schools. Doesn't matter. This kid overpowered a fucking guard and got into the school. It doesn't. It seems like nothing matters. Instead of getting to the fucking root of the problem. 
We just decided to go, you know what they need to do? And then throw out a shit plan that nobody could would ever follow in the first goddamn place. It's it's hard to watch, man. It really is. It is fucking hard to watch. Scooter, I completely agree with that. Let's use some of our own surplus to fund mental health. Yeah. We're talking about, what is it? Minnesota's got like a $4 billion surplus that they're going to give back in taxes. I don't know. Open up a fucking mental health facility and let it be free. I'd much rather have that. Take my fucking check and sink it into some sink it into some people that uh, could violently hurt me or my family down the road because they didn't have the mental health um, resources that could have been readily available if we would have just made it. I agree with a lot of people when they say, we don't have a gun problem, we have a mental health problem. Fuck yes, we do. Absolutely. What's up, Mike? How are you, man? Thanks for hopping onto the live feed. Sally, so what has been proactively done to solve this issue? All they say is it needs to stop. That Yeah, that's the thing. I don't think anybody's got a goddamn plan. You know what this is? This is when you're walking through your own house and you see like a tissue on the ground and you're like, oh, somebody should probably pick up that tissue. And then you just keep walking. You don't pick it up. It's like, it's your fucking house, dude. You should pick it up. It's probably your tissue. I feel like this is our problem. Yes, it happened in Sandy Hook and Columbine and in Texas, but this is our problem. Let's start making some shit. Let's start changing things around here because we can't, we can't go to other places and do that. We can't, we can't force these idiots to fucking make laws on the books. So what are the things that we can do around here to help prevent the next time? I mean, shit, man, that kid got shot outside of the Richfield Middle School, not Richfield Middle School, next to the Richfield Middle School, but uh, the school that's down the street, I'm spacing on the name right now, it's a block away from where my daughter lives well, with her mom, fucking just dead, right outside the school, nothing happened, I don't see any changes, I don't see any sort of, you know, I don't see any, any administrative changes, you don't see any protective measures, fuck, man. Morgan Freeman had it right and lean on me when he started chaining the goddamn doors. People with walkie-talkies at the doors. You can only get in here <laughs> if we approve it. I'm not too... I don't think we're too far away from that. Scooter, my cousin was in a state of psychosis. He went to regions for help. They turned him away because he wasn't a threat to himself or others. Not at that moment he wasn't, but eventually down the road, that's what they become. Absolutely. Absolutely. Olina, I know mental health is a big issue of all this. Some of those that have the problems have watched their parents not deal with their own mental health. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a it's a deep, fucking deep, deep, deep cycle for sure. So I didn't want to, you know, go into like some soliloquy about whatever it is, documentaries, comedy, music, and not bring this up. I hate having these conversations because it feels like you're just up on a soapbox. But if you don't, you're being tone deaf. You're not... You know, you're just pushing it down. That's the one thing I didn't like about, I've never really liked about radio. Is that radio is like, we're that place that people can go when when it's to get away from all the bad stuff. Hey man, everybody's fucking sad sometimes. Be sad. It's okay to be sad. They tell us that now. So why do we constantly have to be that that thing where you go to, hey man, put your worries away. Listen to our morning zoo for 25 minutes under the job that you fucking hate that's driving you crazy. 
We're going to make you smile. It's bullshit. It's all bullshit. God damn. All right. Clear, clear, clear. We're losing listeners. We're losing watchers. Because <laughs> that's the thing. You have to talk about it. But if you, and if you don't, then you seem like an asshole who's not connected to what's really going on with reality. Or you are and you just refuse to talk about it. And that's not right either. Uh, there was um, something that I had heard earlier today that I wanted to bring up. There was a uh, video that's been uh, popping around of a ER worker, ironically enough. And he talks about the one thing that you should do when you go to an emergency room. And then I got a story that couples with this. If you're coming to the ER, be honest with us. We can only diagnose and treat you as accurately as the story you're telling us. I think a lot of people have this idea of going to the ER and we're just going to run a bunch of tests and do CTs and x-rays and everything. And we'll just find out what's wrong with you. And you don't actually have to tell us the truth. And the reality is that's where we get the vast majority of our information about your problem. If you've done some drugs or eaten some plants or something, just tell me. I'm not the cops. Absolutely. And they ain't allowed to tell you that they're the cops. So fucking... Get on it, man. I made that mistake. I, I've told this story before. I got stabbed in the hand. My buddy's girlfriend literally stabbed me in the fucking hand. It was her birthday party. She was cutting a birthday cake, and she took a big thing of frosting, and she stuck it on my face, and I grabbed a, a washcloth from her sink. I wiped my face, and then I rolled the, the fucking wash thing up, or the, the washcloth up, and I snapped it at her like you would a towel. And when it hit her, she was like, oh yeah, motherfucker, and grabbed the knife and like swung it at me and stuck it right into my hand. I still got the scar right there. Like literally, the knife was stuck in my hand. My buddy Mike, and I was like, <gasps> Tiffany freaks out. She runs out of the goddamn room. My buddy Mike's like, hang on, hang on, I know what to do. Mike pulls the knife out of them, my hand. That is not the thing to do. <laughs> pulls the knife right out of my hand. Blood goes everywhere. Well, I'm like, well, shit, I can't get my buddy's girlfriend in trouble. So I told my mom I was helping. I was helping these guys move a mirror. And then the mirror slipped and it was a jagged edge and the mirror cut me. And my mom was like, oh, where was the mirror? And I was like, oh, I was out in the garage. We were moving it to like get some stuff. And my mom goes, well, we're going to have to bring you to the hospital to get some stitches. Okay, I get it. So I go there and they're like, so how'd you do this again? And I'm like, oh yeah, I was moving a mirror and it was out in the garage. And the guy's like, was it on the ground? Like, I was like, yeah, I was kind of just sitting in there for a while. And he goes, well, you know, a dirty garage like that, we should probably cut that thing open a little bit more and scrub it out. Y yeah. <laughs> I mean, I Better safe than sorry. It's fucking most painful thing I've ever gone through. It was awful. Now, had I just told them, uh, I kind of got cut with a clean knife that was from a butcher block. <laughs> Hadn't been used on anybody. It had just come out of the dishwasher like about, uh, you know, uh, fucking 25 minutes earlier. They'd have been like, all right, we're just going to go ahead and clean this up a little bit, stitch it up. Oh, no. They got that fucking scouring pad thing. The little plastic, like rubbery scour thing chopped it off and it was the fucking worst crappy thug uh isn't there a doctor patient confidentiality yeah they can't tell the cops anything unless it's a subpoena or there's like a mm, is it a warrant i don't even think that. i don't know why but if, unless they are subpoenaed to do so they cannot it's like a priest man 
that's their deal. They can't talk, they can't tell shit to the cops, you know? If you tell a doctor, like, hey, man, I took some mushrooms, I took a little too many, like, and that's why we're here right now, it's like the cops can arrive and say, hey, what's up with the guy in room 207? And they're like, hey, he took a bunch of shrooms. It's kind of all fucked up. No, no, no. Tell him exactly what is going on. That is how you get the best treatment. I'll never forget my hand, man. Never. I probably wouldn't even have the scar had I told them, no, I got cut by a super sharp, clean knife instead of a jagged edge of a dirty-ass mirror from a garage. Big dum-dum. So a couple of shows coming up June 6th, next Saturday. Jesus Christ, that's next Saturday already. June 6th, I'm going to be at the Comedy Club of Kansas City with Jonathan Kite. Uh, I got some uh, Missouri friends I'm going to send some information to. Hopefully, you guys get a chance to come on out to the show. Dude, Jonathan Kite is just a juggernaut. So goddamn funny. He's actually on Adam Carolla today. I was editing the show last night. And, dude, it's just so fucking funny. Uh, Also, June 9th, that'll be Stand Up Raw, downtown Minneapolis. Uh, Tickets for that, only 10 bucks. You get 12 comics. It's the Groupon of comedy. June 11th, The Dirty Show, Club Underground, Spring Street Tavern. June 22nd, I'll be at Ineffable Brewing. That's happening over uh, in Burnsville, Minnesota. And then the last weekend of June, I'm going to be back at Gutty's Comedy Club. That is Southdale, Minnesota. You can get those tickets. Gutty's Comedy Club, MN. Anna, we are mandated reporters. We must report gunshots, stabbings, and child abuse. Everything else is your private business. Yeah, the shit that they should know about, like this nut job mom who fucking executed her child the other day in the north part of the metro. That lady, that lady is... They should be taking care of that shit. You should be talking about that. I want to say, uh, Olina, June 6th is a Monday. What did I say? June 6th? June. Oh, I'm sorry. June. What fucking date is that? June 6th? June 4th? June. F- that was a Sunday. Ah, shit. June 5th. Motherfucker. Yep, you're right. You're totally right. Thank you for telling me. Yeah, June 6th is a Monday. I got a corporate gig that day, and it's my daughter's birthday. Why would I say June 6th? I'm a dumb dumb. I'm a dumb dumb. That's why. All right, everybody. Find this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Really do appreciate you stopping by. Thank you very much for taking a long walk to Cleveland. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.